Hi, this is Stephanie Watson. Welcome to another Throwbacks episode of Gen X Replays After the Show podcast. In Throwbacks, my friend Frankie Hagen and I chat about a topic from film, TV, toys, and trends that heavily influenced us as Gen Xers. And while we center on that topic, we let the conversation flow to our broader Gen X experiences. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode where we talk about skating rinks, Chuck E. Cheese, pool parties, and all sorts of birthday party experiences. So we're talking today about birthday parties and specifically around kind of what we experienced growing up with celebrating birthdays because, you know, in American culture, it's still a big deal to celebrate birthdays at least for kids and uh and some for adults uh some adults just kind of shrug it aside and others make big deals out of big milestones but for kids it's like every birthday is something really special (laughs) that's the time we get the the gifts and the and the parties uh so that's what we're talking about today Uh, frankie what are you what kind of birthday parties do you remember in your younger years as a kid you know it's one of those things too where i almost feel like in a current generation as parents Mm -hmm. i feel like on some level me as a parent like as a stepfather that we dropped the ball on a little bit because now you know it's so easy people order everything from amazon or you know do this you know the kind of specialized aspect of what that was for a child and the price point has increased where you see less people do activity parties whereas you could be very much like lower middle class during the childhood of most of us as gen xers and there were a lot of like location activity type birthday things that were very very affordable you know at the time for parents to do for putting together this kind of little get togethers for kids and their friends that i think is less so at this point but yeah i was a child in Cary, north carolina mm-hmm. at that point in time and being in the greater triangle area there were like three or four things that tended to be constant in the group of kids that i grew up with you know outside of house parties or or pool parties or or things like that where somebody was associated like that and mm-hmm. the first one that I would want to talk about that I think you remember as well, maybe, was there was a place called Skate Town. Yep. That existed in our area off of Glenwood. It's gone. It's, it's been gone for a long time now. That whole section close to uh, the Crabtree Mall in our area is now, it's all like furniture stores for the most part. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> improvement goods and things like that when you drive up and down that section but it was there was less development then it was heavily wooded area and you know it was a skating rink that you know you could organize the the birthday parties in the little cafeteria area and you would have that roller rink experience you know with whatever the the current 80s and whatever the songs from the 70s that they were playing also mm-hmm. at that point in time you know, and you would have, uh, you know, like a lot of times there would be cupcakes and, and things like that. And there would be like a little meal session with whatever they had there with their, with their cafe, you know, but it was, you know, when you're, when you're small and you're active and you want to do something like roller skating, you know, it, 
that's a great burn calories and get that energy out of you activity for running around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As an adult, I had gone to jelly beans a couple of times with my daughter when she had, you know, had a brief fancy with uh, roller skating. Mm -hmm. And I remember putting on skates and getting back out there and realizing that I no longer had the same sense of balance that I had <laughs> when I was younger and I was much smaller and my, my uh, center of gravity was different. And yeah. I'm trying to move and I'm working my way around everything that I'm doing. And I'm having that experience where it's like, if I fell right now, I would go to the hospital. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like when a 10 or 12 year old falls down, you know, you scuff your knee, no big deal. You pop right back up, you know, worst case scenario, you maybe fell backwards and, you know, had to get stitches or something. But, mm -hmm. but like as an adult in your forties, you take a fall like that, that's, you're going <laughs> to, that's, that's going to be bad you know, in terms of doing this kind of thing. So like I, I, I went around a couple of times and my wife was like, yeah, you're going to take those skates off right now and sit down. That's, <laughs> that's not happening. You know, we're going to, we're going to end that experience. So there was definitely that, you know, and, and specific types of music that I remember that was popular at the time that I was out there skating to like, and this is going to, Oh, it's gonna date me so badly, but like, hey, it's like that's what we're here for. We're here yeah. for the throwbacks. <laughs> I remember specifically, like when we talked about it in the Star Wars episode, they would do like the they would put down the the lights and they would have like whatever the laser lights were in there, and they would play like the Miko Star Wars theme, and that was like a huge yeah. deal, you know. Da, for, da, da, yeah, da, 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 da. nothing like Star Wars to a disco beat. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we had that, and, and but it's it's funny what songs pop into my head that I remember from that time. Things like "Elvira" by the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh yeah, know. yeah, <laughs> like that crossed over to pop charts. You know, Oak Ridge Boys was a country group essentially, but yeah, that 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 yeah. was a popular song. That's what I'm saying. It's it's just so funny which things pop back in your head from that time mm -hmm. frame that you're discussing, and that was absolutely one of them. Um, how about you? Did you have specific experiences with a skate birthday party? So it, I had this um, mixed thing, and I mentioned on an earlier episode that I lived in Cary, North Carolina myself until I was age seven. And then we moved to Kinley, North Carolina, which is a much smaller town. Uh, at the time, it was about an hour's drive away. Uh, it's now more like about 45 minutes. Um, thanks to highway development. <laughs> but after, uh, when, before we moved, um, I do remember going to various birthday parties around Cary, but I didn't, don't remember doing um, the, that skate rink until after, but I'll come back to that. When we did move to Kenley, there was a family, um, last name Mumford, who owned and operated a warehouse with a skate rink floor um, that they developed as a local skating rink. And it was very popular, um, even though it was very much like going to a barn to roller skate. It was great because, you know, it was exactly what we needed and we had a lot of fun there. And uh, so that, and they put the jukebox in the middle of the floor. Okay. <laughs> so 
and of course the jukebox is running 45s so there was there was usually this uh somebody who wanted to um shake things up and that one annoying person would decide to go at full speed to the jukebox and use the jukebox to stop them on their roller skates and cause the record to skip oh, that's true. <laughs> and, and of course that was a no-no you would get thrown out if you would do that so uh in fact they um forced rest times for people they had actual times where you would have to come out kind of like the uh adult swim moments at the pool you know where the kids oh, would have great. to come out for a few minutes yeah. so so they would have skate times where they would pull people off the floor but let them come back on but that that was on the regular schedule but they also did bookings for birthday parties and i had one of my birthday parties there and it was it was a lot of fun had a lot of fun um and at that point in in life you know your friends are essentially your classmates or your neighbors or both when you're in a small town and everyone goes to the same school so <laughs> maybe maybe people you go to church with yeah that's that's about go it. Church with, yeah exactly so it was all the same people and in a small town it's it's all the same people the same people i'm in sunday school with the same people i'm in school with <laughs> yeah the same people who are out in the neighborhood yeah so um so yeah that was it so like i i invited people i can't say that they were all close friends but they were all classmates people i associated with yeah 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 i think my experience is similar to that i know that the skate town when i was associated with had like a traditional dj booth area that looked like a small radio station and mm -hmm. had like a, a service window that people could skate up to and try to make requests to yeah. the person that was back there and it was a very kind of relaxed, very children-friendly atmosphere when I was at that one. Because I remember being a little bit older and being in Atlanta and going to a place similar to that with friends and having a completely different vibe where it felt like there were active gangs that were skating together. Yeah. As, you know, like, like that you were in a scene from the Warriors. And, mm -hmm. and that was what was going on because, you know, like from the other situation, that had never been my experience. It was very different. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, was, was there a video game that you remember being at the skate rink with you? Uh, not at that skate rink, but I did want to also mention Wilson, North Carolina, which is not far from Kinley, a uh, bigger town and actually had a skate rink on the, the scale uh, like Skate Town in Raleigh. So um, that skating rink, um, did have like its own little arcade space and mm. uh you know the bar and sit place to sit down and eat snacks you know uh snack not bar as in alcohol <laughs> there was there was not that there there was there was just the snacks and uh and beverages and and that you could also rent for a birthday party and i went to birthday mm -hmm. parties there as well um it's it was a 15 minute drive out of town for us um oh, it was yeah. a much nicer place uh and went there many times and they had uh the disco lights like they all all of them tried to do the disco lights but that one was a lot better than the one in kinley in terms of lighting and sound system and, and things like that and they had the dj you know up in the 
up and uh, who is spinning tunes the whole time from up in a uh, balcony with a glass window <laughs> looking over everything. So I remember the that. Skating rink, birthday parties. That was my introduction to Galaga because that was specifically uh, what I remember being there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they had a lot in terms of video game systems there. If there was others, I don't remember them. I just remember that it was on Galaga. the bathrooms and that there would <laughs> be a couple of pinball machines. Yeah. yeah. That carried over that were there as well. And that was, I think that was it. If there was something beyond the Galaga, it's, it's lost to my memory now. But. Yeah. Galaga and Pac-Man would have been the ones I went to all the time anyway. Yeah. yeah. No matter what else was there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I remember, you know, I, I went to them often enough where one year for Christmas, one of my gifts was a pair of roller skates that oh, you know, my, my de facto. I always wanted my own. <laughs> I did it. I got good usage out of them at that time. And I was very nimble on them when I was younger and smaller nice. and <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, now what happened, though, was, of course, I went to college in Raleigh and Skate Town was still around then. Um, it was like kind of on its last legs, but it was there. Um, and we actually, we had been, me and a group of people, because I was in marching band at NC State, and uh, me and a group of people who were in band together did a lot of activities together. And uh, we would go ice skating, actually, in Cary. Uh, oh, is it, was it quite frequently. At the ice house. <laughs> well, isn't, that, isn't that close to where like Grand Asia is now? Yeah. And all that. Yeah. I, yeah, I went yeah. one time when I came back and visited friends as a yeah. teenager. Yeah. But but we we enjoyed that uh, quite a bit enough to say, hey, what about roller skating? And we, for one person's birthday in the group, decided to rent the place for a birthday party in the, in college age you know we we rented it for a birthday party and even then i was starting to lose my expertise on my roller skates <laughs> i was probably 19 20 at the time you know your center yeah. of gravity changes and that really it really messes with you when you're yeah it does do that kind of stuff I you could know, skate faster because my legs were stronger, but I did, I wasn't as nimble in trying to turn around, like backward. So yeah. Yeah. One of my bucket list items as a DJ mm -hmm. is to have a skate party at a roller <laughs> rink mm -hmm. and basically recreate that Gen X child experience of a skate party. Mm-hmm. You know, and play things that would be completely in line with that, you know, from my memory and just yep. do that. That's like one of my bucket list items. And I'd actually discussed doing it at one point in time and it never came about, you know, and, but that's, that's in there. That's in the back of my mind is one of those things I've always wanted to do just from yeah. sheer nostalgia. <laughs> when rollerblades became popular in the 90s, I had hoped that that might be a revival for the rinks, but rollerblades were not about rinks they were about get out and urban. you know skate on urban landscape yeah so my love of dancing killed me um doing rollerblading oh yeah i am um, because i was i went i had that uh, daredevil period of i don't know late high school um years early mm -hmm. college years 
where me and friends would go to downtown Charleston and we would go to the top floor of parking garages and then rollerblade down. Oh, I gotcha. I mean, it was super fun, extremely dangerous by, by like, you know, <laughs> like supposed to do it as an adult. But at the time it was fun, you know, we were padded up and stuff, had a good time. Mm -hmm. And I would still do it. And then when I got into dancing and then when I was actually making money as a dance teacher, I was like, it's like, I could break my leg or something and put myself out mm -hmm. of work. Yeah. And it yeah. like seriously curtailed me doing any more of that at that point in time. So it I just faded. Yeah, uh, Hoot um, actually was a skate rat, roller skater or a skateboarder. And uh, he, he has some stories to tell on that. I'm gonna have to do a throwbacks episode and get him just talking about skateboarding. That was a thing. <laughs> was a legit thing. I was I was never real. I was envious of those uh, of the kids who did it and who mm -hmm. were good at it. But yeah. like, if I bought any of the stuff, I was what would have been qualified as a poser. <laughs> yeah, probably somebody, me too. <laughs> somebody who like likes that image of it, you know, but mm -hmm. is not at all in the lifestyle. So my it, earliest. What's your earliest birthday memory? Oh gosh, earliest birthday memory. I want to say it's kind of like simple birthday party with like uh, probably like cousins and friends. Probably for me, it was probably more people that were church related than school related that would, you know, be more organized in like a home setting with traditional cake and candles and, you know, and, and party stuff and maybe some party games like Pin the Tail on the Donkey or things like that that you're doing for the kids or or those kind of things where i'm traversing between a living room and a kitchen area or or playing in a backyard you know with with friends and it's very it's very straightforward and simple before you all hit an age where people were you know kind of putting you all in a location that was a little more controlled and, yeah. that kind of thing. and it was essentially people's parents sitting around a table talking while you were you know, flying through a room or, or playing with something <laughs> that someone had given you or, you know, or, or maybe if it, the weather was nicer at that point in time that they had like a sprinkler or something set up and the kids would get in their bathing suits and would be running through the sprinkler. Or, yeah. I, I can remember those kind of things that were, you know, more simplistic, but that goes so far back, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my birthday was in the, in the spring. It's in early May. So it's, it was always warm weather time, you know, so there was a, a theme with my earliest birthdays. I can't, I couldn't tell you which one is the earliest, but I have a lot of photos from one that happened when I was in kindergarten, um, or I guess at the end of my kindergarten year, because, you know, May, um, <laughs> where it was at home at my house and, um, my mom had transitioned when when my me and my brother were born she transitioned from having her own job to being a, a stay-at-home mom and uh, it just for a few years until we were both in school and uh and during that time she she's an incredibly creative person um uh, she just she gets inspired and she has a lot of great natural talent so she I remember because I was into Winnie the Pooh she created this Eeyore pin the tail on Eeyore oh, that's game great. for us she like drew Eeyore and then she had the little tail and 
Um, and we have, I have pictures of me and my friends sitting around our dining room table and a big, uh, my cake with my name on it. And I think after the, after the festivities, we went in the backyard and played, you know, I, we had the swing set in the backyard and we had, um, a big wheel, uh, <laughs> that people yeah. would take time on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a January birthday. January 11th, mm -hmm. so I'm a Capricorn, and most of my fun spring or summer birthday experiences are probably at other people's houses. Yeah. The tricky thing about being a January birthday kid is when people are buying Christmas presents for you, they will buy something also for your birthday and just save it. Mm -hmm. Or you get those combination gifts because it would come at the, the same oh, time. Oh, birthday present you know so it was de it was definitely that I mean when the places that you could go for birthdays opened up it was a little bit better you know when mm -hmm. I was at an age to enjoy that because otherwise it was very limited people were coming off of spending money on holidays you know so mine were usually a lot more contained until mm -hmm. there would be some of those kind of activities to to do because you know it was very possible depending on how lazy people were that like holiday decorations were still up during my birthday, <laughs> you know, depending at that point in time. So it's just, because my mom was always one of those people who really decorated for Christmas or things mm -hmm. like that, or would put out very Southern living-esque type things for Thanksgiving and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, that was, that was a big part of my experience going around. And, you know, one of the more, exciting and fun birthday parties to do at that time i wonder if you will agree you know because price point wise i think it was great for parents and it was actually mm -hmm. a lot of fun was the mcdonald's birthday party yes now i didn't have one of my own but i remember attending Bur mcdonald's birthday parties at a particular mcdonald's in Cary a yeah. lot as a kid uh because you know, somebody in my class would be celebrating their birthday. And, I, and let me just add, I know what you're speaking, which one you're speaking of. There is the McDonald's. At the corner of Maynard and yeah, Cary Town Center. Yeah, there to the mall. Yeah. And it is Cary High School. <laughs> yeah. And what I will say about that McDonald's is it was probably one of the best run McDonald's in the state of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And all the kids who work there look like the kids in the commercials. Oh, I never thought of that, but yeah. I mean, it was this very happy suburban McDonald's. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it didn't have that feel of hopelessness that some of them have now when you go to them years later, you know, where, you know, that's, it's, it was very, it was very happy. It was a lot of the kids who worked at Cary, who went to Cary High School who were right up the street and a lot of their first mm -hmm. jobs and people were generally in a good mood there and, you know, you would go in and there would be a little, one of the little side sections and they would do the kids' birthday parties. And one, one of the people who worked there who was really good and well outspoken, probably in the theater program at Cary High, would mm. manage the, the party and they would do little magic tricks for the kids and organize yeah. the games and things. And you would, have your, you would have your little meal section. And so it was kind of in between being a very softball magic show or a softball like clown type of thing without mm -hmm. anybody being dressed that way where it was it was literally somebody in a mcdonald's jersey or something who was there like now we're gonna do this trick and now i'm gonna <laughs> do this magic and now this other thing's gonna happen we're gonna make balloon animals 
you know, it was all that kind of thing. It was like an activity event, mm -hmm. you know, not unlike what you could do at some public libraries at that time that were still, you know, like where people would have activity days where kids would come yeah. in. Yeah. And do, I uh, remember the one in Cary when uh, when I was younger. There there would be these activity days, and we'd go over there. That was fun. You could do a lot of different things. You know, people would take their kids for Halloween events, and you would like draw pumpkins and stuff. And it was you know it's that was very uh, it was very easygoing and fun. But yeah, that McDonald's party. I mean, and kids are easygoing with food from McDonald's, and you would sit there and, and chat with your friends and parents loved it because there was no cleanup for them outside of just the general party stuff they might put up in that section <laughs> of McDonald's. So it was yeah. very, and I, from what I heard, the price point for it, my dad was like, oh yeah, that was very affordable. You know? <laughs> so, like, and that's you know, big play area too. So that oh, was a lot God. of fun. I haven't been in that McDonald's in ages and ages and ages. I wonder what the quality of it is compared to that time frame now because I think it's one of the ones that the building has not been remodeled. It still has that, you know, late 70s and 80s contemporary vibe mm -hmm. to it as opposed to those new modernistic ones that have kind of replaced. Yeah, everything. and I, I don't know how who in the listener base has watched a local McDonald's that what probably was built in the 60s or 70s be teared down, torn down and replaced by a new building like the one on Western Boulevard in Raleigh is an example. The yeah. one I went to for years during college, they completely remodeled it and the inside is like a cafe rather than a, an old McDonald's. <laughs> so yeah, they, they definitely reinvented themselves, but I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't think that one was rebuilt. I think that's been left like it is. I need to go out there. I, yeah, I don't, I don't go to McDonald's <laughs> much. <laughs> it's a, with me, like as a realtor, it's, it's yeah. kind of like a shame meal, you know, where I'm in the middle of showing houses to people <laughs> and I'm running around and I, I know my wife and my daughters have long since eaten an hour and a half ago hmm. and I've had nothing and it's like, I just drive for the drive through and get something, you know, it's, it's very, hmm. it's very much like, oh, I know this is terrible for me and I know this is going to punish yeah. me later because I'm a cheeseburger fanatic, you know. I do and, love me a good cheeseburger, yeah. You know, and, and that's like the lowest end of the spectrum for what you would consider a good cheeseburger, you know, mm -hmm. it's efficient in terms of what it is, but, you know, so it's just, it's all about, it's all about accommodating a need just to do something and get moving. Yeah. As opposed to a specific experience that you're trying to savor and enjoy. But it wasn't always that way. There was a time when going somewhere like that could be a casual experience, you know, that you're sitting around, not that different from hanging out with friends at a Starbucks, you know, or yeah. Yeah. what have you and the attitude of it changed i would say the same thing for the uh the 80s pizza parlor where it was a fun yeah. to go you know as yeah. the family to have the dinner or have the birthday or do whatever and now the to-go idea has so replaced how we eat pizza mm -hmm. i mean i can't imagine very many situations unless it's like a hardcore new york italian type of thing where or chicago for the chicagoans out there mm -hmm. um, where you're going out to do that, where we've been programmed in our head now that if we have pizza, it's because we want to just have something come to the house so yeah. we can lay around in sweats and watch Netflix. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, the pizza no, parlor is, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't happen much around here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anywho, um, but yeah, that was, that was my big thoughts about the McDonald's thing. What about you? So, yeah, the um, Burger King was another one. Um, because yeah. if you had your birthday at Burger King, you would uh, get the little cardboard crowns. Oh, yeah, and for sure. I was crazy about those little cardboard crowns. Every time I had one, it would go into some special place in my room. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but then again, my, my name means crowned. I don't know. <laughs> That was more of a high school thing for me because uh, me and the groups of my friends, we would go in and get them. And uh -huh. then like, like a bunch of goofy boys, then we would all wear them for the rest of the evening, wherever <laughs> we were going. That's like great. we were gonna go see a movie or something. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, like someone who was really well off would do the birthday at the movie theater, but oh, that yeah. was an expensive thing. So <laughs> that was out of our price range. They would, there's a lot of them would have like a little separate room or area where you would eat or do whatever at that point mm -hmm. in time and, and then go over and then experience whatever the kids movie or, or thing that was part of it. Mm -hmm. And and some of the movie theaters would do things similar to like what the McDonald's would be. There would be like somebody who organized some games or did some entertainment things for the kids that was yeah. on staff. But it's funny, now the adult birthday equivalent of that has actually been really improved because you have those theaters like, uh, oh, what's the cool indie one up there in Raleigh? Um, the uh, the Alamo? The yes. Alamo, yeah, that's got like the alcohol and the whole yeah. thing. I mean, you know, and like- dinner, It's a dinner experience, yeah. It's totally, yeah, it's totally a dinner experience. It's like, it's like Damon Buster's for, uh, you know, the movie for experience adults. for adults, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking that up a notch and, Given it. And there's been other ones that have tried to do that in a family format that have failed and gone out of business, especially yeah. in a couple of years. But Raleighwood is Raleighwood. Uh, was so big here in Raleigh, and I uh, just recently uh, decided to finally close after many years, uh, privately owned. And before theater. all the COVID-19 stuff. Yeah. I got to bring up the fact, though, you know, we're talking about the restaurants. I think there was like a, kind of an uptick in the late 70s, early 80s of restaurants advertising kids' birthdays uh, yeah. or kid party experiences and thus the rise of Chuck E. Cheese. Now, yeah. I will admit, I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese uh, because that was not a, by the time I moved away from, carry into tiny town of kinley there wasn't a chuck e cheese nearby we would have to go to raleigh an hour away if we wanted that kind of experience so i never did that but it became such a staple of pop culture that you know we at least knew the commercials <laughs> so what was your experience well, with chuck e cheese massive ah. that was like to me, the gold star of a birthday party that you got invited to, if it was the Chuck E. Cheese party. Mm. I mean, I mean, like, oh, so-and-so is having their birthday and we're invited and it's Chuck E. Cheese. And you're like, oh my God, it's gonna be Chuck E. Cheese. And you're excited. And I remember specifically being, you know, in that age bracket in Cary, probably somewhere between nine and 12, I wanna say. It's all yeah. fuzzy. It's like the whole thing on the Goldbergs where it's like, it's fuzzy about when it was, but you kinda, mm -hmm. You remember 
and uh, the Chuck E. Cheese that people went to because I was talking, it's funny, I was talking to my dad because there's a, a Chuck E. Cheese in Raleigh now. And I was like, where it's located now, that's not where it was before, right? And, and my dad was like, oh no, it was actually closer to where like the Daryl's and all that kind of stuff used to be. And it's completely, they completely changed that shopping center and all that's yeah. different. But yeah, you're right, it wasn't yeah. on the way. Because you know, the thing about Chuck E. Cheese, and I've mentioned it on one of our previous discussions, um, what you go in and see there now is not what it was when we were kids. Mm -hmm. It is a pale shadow. It, like now all the video games and things in there are very much like a Chuck E. Cheese branded kind of thing. The demographic has been pushed much farther down in terms of a kitty thing and right. what they do with the tickets where, I mean, there was definitely the kitty aspect of it. I mean, when you went into Chuck E. Cheese, there were like, you were climbing around in a, a cage of balls and things like that. If you were younger, you know, the animatronic, you know, characters that performed songs and had comedy bits that were somewhere in between vaudeville and current pop and things like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was part of it too. Where Chuck E. Cheese and the other restaurant that was similar to it, Showbiz, you know, that mm -hmm. had, uh, the showbiz was a little more rock and roll. Chuck E. Cheese that was pizza, had, right? Showbiz yeah. pizza. They were right. both. They were both pizza. They were, like okay. uh, they both served like uh, a kids' pizza. Chuck E. Cheese, when you went into the main dining area, made you feel like you were in an old theater that was draped off with a stage and all of that for the animator. It had like a cool mystique to it when you went into that room. That doesn't okay. exist in the modern Chuck E. Cheeses at all. Okay. Because you, you had that dining room experience of that with the stage and everything where the animatronic stuff was. Now all that's been removed, you know, with like cartoon stuff on monitors. And uh, showbiz was like that as well. And then there was like, you would go into the arcade, which I've said before on this podcast, was a proper arcade. I mean, it was the games of the day that you were excited to go play. There was the real Donkey Kong machine. There was the original mm. Star Wars arcade. There was all these things. I mean, and the stuff that never goes away, that's kind of like your carny video games, like, you know, whack-a-mole type things and basketball mm -hmm. hoops and all that kind of stuff was there. And, and the getting prizes for tickets was there. But that 80s Stranger Things-esque arcade kid experience was there and it was controlled and it was pop culture and it wasn't like a shady arcade where you were worried there were people who would walk off with kids you know at mm -hmm. it felt it was more of a family-friendly restaurant and you had that aspect of it and so you know you were you were very much into it and there was different levels of how parties would work where they would either have it where you could just go play the games for free or people were doing tokens and having a certain amount that was allocated to each child it, it just depended on how all that was working but mm -hmm. it was a great experience and then i know with my own daughter and my my nephew when i'd gone again later as an adult i was so disappointed into what it had become what a oh. shallow you know uh completely pale representation of the story <laughs> days. You should have people go, oh, well, you're just saying that because you were a kid then. And it's, no, no, not at all. The, the way it's been presented has really been changed. Mm -hmm. Now, on a side note, not so much from Chuck E. Cheese, but from uh, the showbiz side, mm -hmm. you know, as a DJ, like I covet things in my DJ library that I've been able to put together from that time frame when I was a child. And the band that played at Showbiz was called the Rockafire uh, Band. 
and I uh, hunted down through YouTube. They have all the original MP3s of the different songs that were performed by Chuck E. Cheese or the Rock of Fire Band. You can find oh. all of those performances on YouTube. And so I specifically edited out the one that had always been frozen in my mind, which mm -hmm. is a song called Roast Beef Sandwich and a Pizza that was performed. <laughs> and it is in my DJ library. Wow. As <laughs> a track from that time frame, you know, which the only person who cares about it is me. <laughs> but the point is, That's you know, great. Yeah, or some other Gen Xer who like is reliving that aspect of their childhood, but yeah. Yeah, you would, I could see you like going in and, and putting that on in a, in somebody's class reunion, <laughs> you know, from that time period. And don't even, you know, wouldn't even announce it, but everyone in the room would be like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> Now, when I moved to Kinley, it was, um, again, a very different experience being in a small town. There wasn't, you know, if we wanted to do anything big, we would leave town. <laughs> there was the skate rink. Um, there was also a privately owned uh, swimming pool there that was, you know, you, it was a membership kind of thing. And I had friends who were members there and they would have pool parties uh for birthdays and they would have there was a grill there i remember and people could grill on the grill you know put hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill while the kids were swimming and i think i attended probably two little parties like that over the course of my young life there but i we weren't members of the pool so <laughs> so i only went when there was parties i had but, some experience uh, with the, any of the ones i went to we were never a member of any of any like that i mm -hmm. think briefly there was a pool that existed called the candler pools up in carry that like i know we would do like swim lessons and things like that at when mm -hmm. i was a kid you know yeah. but but that overall pool party thing or where someone was a member that was always my experience. Mm -hmm. I had a cousin who, uh, you know, she could have been a swimmer on the Olympic team, you know, but like ended mm -hmm. up passing that. A ton of her parties. Yeah, we're based around things like that. We showed up at a pool and people were grilling and. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it became pretty popular in the mid and late '80s in our area for people to put pools in their home, in their yards, at home. Uh, we, being a small town, we were surrounded by a lot of rural areas. So a lot of people I went to school with didn't live inside the city limits. They lived outside where they had lots of land and a, and a big house on it. So, so, you know, those people would, you know, get a, uh, in-ground pool or, or whatever in their backyard. So anytime they would have parties, it'd be like, yeah, definitely want to go to that party. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The, those kind of parties are more awkward as you get older and you're like in your early teen phases and you're like <laughs> completely freaked out about your body and all those kind of things. Yes. Yeah, because absolutely. then it's less like, yeah, it's a pool party to, oh man, it's a pool party. Mm. You know, like I have a tummy. Am I going to take my t shirt off or am I going to keep my t shirt on while I'm 
swimming and you know all this other <laughs> kind of stuff. It's like all the dramas at that point in time of as you're getting into your teenage years start to populate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's that's the bigger thing I remember about that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. As I got older, like in high school years, you know, the skating rink was still the popular thing for us then. Like the teenagers would go hang out at the skate rink uh, on weekends, um, on a, like on a Saturday night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like even after I learned to drive, you know, would go out there. Um, but also because we were older, we could get out of town and go somewhere else. <laughs> and the yeah. bowling alley became a popular option as well. So yeah, you get older because yeah. a lot of these bowling alleys will also have like arcade sections and diner mm-hmm. sections. And, and now the modern, like the hipster bowling alleys have perfected it where there's mm-hmm. like, you, know, you can have whatever movie you want playing above you while you're doing it. And there's like a whole thing. And and some of them even have like private bowling salons that people can throw. Uh, I DJed uh, a couple of years ago, at one of them that opened up in the North Hills area. They did a bachelorette party that was all themed and they had like little matching, you know, bowling shirts that they all got. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very hip to, to do that. So now they've kind of like perfected that idea, but you know, just in terms of gathering and having a group of people sitting together and talking and eating and kind of creating that. Yeah. That very much became a thing. Not as much when you were like at kitty kid age, but definitely <laughs> you get into like the high school years and those kind of things. And yeah, a lot easier. And uh, there were still the cookouts at home periodically. Again, the hot dog and hamburger thing was always easy to put together. Oh yeah. Big time. And and for my mom, it was either going to be the grocery store cake with my name on, you know, the grocery store people putting my name on it <laughs> or it would be something homemade. And yeah, period- periodically it was a homemade cake and that was always really good. Or we would do Baskin Robbins occasionally. You get the Baskin Robbins cake. Nice. Yes. I forgot about the, the kind of craze around ice cream cakes there for a while. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was. And we would always have ice cream with the cake. Like even before the the ice cream cakes, like that was like a tradition in our area. Like I think it's something my parents grew up with. And so they kind of just brought it into our family, me and my brother, you know, cake and ice cream were always paired together (laughs) as a treat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's funny how like certain places you'll, you have these kind of experiences with, they all just kind of blend together as one thing over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Like I probably went to certain things multiple times, but you only kind of remember it at this point in time in your life in very general uh, strokes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless something really amazing or really unpleasant happens to you, that mm-hmm. tends to be the way it works. And so it says high notes, just in terms of the experience alone. And what was happening for you at that point in time. Yeah. And before the rise of, of like the all-in-one type of places to celebrate, it was, also, it was also a very kind of specific activity type of experience. Like now we have Dave and Buster's, we have Frankie's Fun Park, we have places where you can go and there are many different activities to do yeah. all in one place. But I remember there being a separate go-kart place where we could go drive go-karts and then there was a separate place to go play laser tag 
Yeah. You know, I didn't really experience those until I was high school to college ages. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. But, but they were there and yeah, like, it, and, and somehow they ended up getting all rolled into one big place to go to do all the activities. Yeah. I, I remember the, uh, the laser tag type type buildings that would open up all over the place. I, specifically mm-hmm. in my high school years, you would go there with a group of your friends and, and have that. Now, at that point in time, it wasn't necessarily birthday experiences as much as this is how we're all going to go hang out together tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't us watching a movie or playing board games or, you know, mm-hmm. or doing something like this. That would be the special. I guess the closest people have to that now is probably like the escape room phenomenon. Oh, that's, yeah. That's kind of become a thing. Or now, you know, because stuff comes and goes. Now, mm-hmm. I think the big one is people will do those axe throwing parties where they learn how to do. Yeah. That's that's like a new <laughs> We posted one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like things come and go in terms of, you know, what is going to be interesting to people. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those are my, those are my specific uh, recollections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure what else I can really recall. I you know, in terms of gifts, it was always some toy that I wanted, very similar to Christmas, you know, some some toy that I had been wanting to have that I was begging my parents for. I, it, mine was further away from Christmas, so I, I did get less compensatory type (laughs) gifts. Yeah, mine would be like, if there was something I wanted, like, I might have gotten, like, the first part of it at Christmas, and then the other Mm -hmm. part, they also bought at the same time would come at the birthday you know yeah. it was like waiting to get the rest of something complete that you wanted you know? yeah we kind of grew up with this idea that there were two special occasions uh during the year the birthday and the christmas so yeah so different now because now it's like my daughter when she wants stuff she'll just send me an amazon link and show me what it is like <laughs> we'll at work there you go and her little instant messages will pop up and it'll be like this you know, and she'll have like emojied it with like a smiley face next to it or mm-hmm. things like that. And I'll be like, okay, well, that tells me. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> what you want. The world's so much different. It really is. And I was even thinking that, you know, even though we did have the rise of, of places like Dave and Buster's and, and Frankie's, it feels like those places have become more places where adults go or families go and not places where kids have parties you know (laughs) like now it seems like when the kids have parties the everyone goes to somebody's house and you know rents a bouncy castle and (laughs) has a cookout or something (laughs) or even caters it you know i've seen you know kids parties being catered and things like that yeah so in some ways it's more about the experience overall now than it is Mm -hmm. for setting that and maybe that's a good thing it may be yeah but i can't say that i had a bad birthday at any point um i may have had times where i was disappointing because i didn't get what i wanted for my birthday or or i couldn't do some type of party that i wanted to do but in general i have no negative memories of the birthday parties that i attended and yeah same i think any of the stuff that i would 
assume negative now would, would be more about being an angsty teenager later <laughs> on in terms of like, oh, if this girl will notice me at this point in time, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. which seems so trivial and meaningless now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but at the time, oh, it was so important. And if you, dear listener, have any memories of any of the places that we have discussed today, please feel free to share them with us. We'd love yeah. to hear. Yeah, either on social media or uh, I'm going to open this podcast up for the voicemail recordings. Um, the Anchor.fm allows folks to leave voicemail comments. Um, so I'm going to, this is going to be my test episode for oh, cool. opening it up to voicemail comments. Awesome. But, That's yeah. exciting. I'm sure there's a thousand other experiences, especially all over the country, because we grew up, you know, right here, you know, in North and South Carolina, you know, there's a cultural kind of a bubble here. So I would love to hear some of the experiences people yeah, had that were typical Gen X, but from other parts of, uh, of the globe. Exactly. Well, thanks, Frankie. And Absolutely. we we uh we've got some ideas of what we're going to talk about next and uh not don't want to don't want to announce it now but we have some fun ideas ahead of us and maybe hoot will be joining us too cool thank you for tuning into this throwbacks episode of gen x replays after the show podcast to follow Frankie between shows, look for him at Dance Frankie H on Twitter, as Frankie Hagen on Facebook, and at his dance instructor or real estate website, dancefrankie.com and frankiehagen.com. To follow me between shows, look for at Stephanie Does VO on Twitter and Instagram, and Jacory on YouTube and Twitch. I'll put this info and lots of other fun links in the description for this episode. Subscribe here so you don't miss our next Throwbacks episode and our other after-the-show discussions. And help us boost the signal on this podcast by sharing it with friends. Currently, we host at Anchor.fm and aggregate to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Until next episode, be safe out there. (music) 